this podcast, Cutting Room Combos, may not be suitable for younger listeners. But this episode actually might be. We're going to talk about something that's very hard to make horror. Or is it? Listener discretion is advised. Singing princess final girl, slasher villain whole new world, Disney movies from a horror point of view. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I spent a few months on it. It's great. <laughs> I even offered her to like record it over and over again and then choose one she liked. And she's like, nah, nah, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, right yeah. there. Right then and there, right here. 100. Welcome. We get well cutting room combos. <laughs> we have a guest. Yes. Okay, well, I'm Jenny. I'm Yasmin. And I'm Neri. Hey, Mary! Brand new new guest today. Yes, and a very different episode that we're going to be doing today. We're not going to be talking about one specific horror movie like we usually do, but we're actually going to talk about Disney movies, in case you didn't understand my jingle there, from a horror perspective. (laughs) And Mary here is a very big Disney fan, and uh, needless to say, you've probably been to all the Disney parks, right? Every year. I go every year. Florida or California? Florida. Mm. Is there an argument with that? Apparently so. <laughs> really? Oh my god. Have you been to the, you've been to California? Today? I have not been to the California one, but all the people that I've talked to are like, you're going to be disappointed. <gasps> I'm sorry no? if that just hurts anybody out there. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> oh I don't know, so I can't actually say or judge, but mm. it's only one park that's in California, so compared to Florida. True. Having four Disney parks. Very true. Ooh, like scale-wise, it might just be different. <laughs> That's great. What is your favorite Disney movie, can I say? So technically, it's a Pixar movie, but it's definitely Toy Story. Yes. <laughs> nice. I feel like it was just ahead of its time, and it totally made me think that toys were just out and about whenever we closed the door. Really like imaginative. I- Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a great concept, actually. It is. And if you think about it, like, released in, what, 95? Mm-hmm. Like, with how advanced it seemed, just to, like, be able to have, like, animated toys, just awesome. <laughs> so That's, great. That is true. Um, is that your favorite? Well, you don't watch scary movies, right? Nope, not at all. Oh, uh, okay. So would Toy Story be your go-to to watch right after a scary movie? If Absolutely. You okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have figured. Right? <laughs> Oh my god. Jenny, what's your favorite Disney movie? My favorite Disney movie? Yeah. I was not prepared for this answer. I'm not prepared either. So is that why you <laughs> handed out the question to me? So you have time to think. Oh, oh there no. you go. Okay. <laughs> is Big Hero 6 a Disney movie? It is a Disney movie. I yeah. love Big Hero 6. And then recently, oh. Turning Red. Turning Red was a really oh. cute one, and I really liked it. Turning Red was so good. Or is it just the boy band that reminds me of... Oh my god. The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah. Direction. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, mine, okay, well, for Disney Classic, I'm going to have to go with Aladdin. I think that's probably my number one. Beauty and the Beast is a close second. And recent ones, I love Encanto. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, the character was based off of you. (laughs) Walt Disney himself came to your house and said, damn, that'd make a good, he's dead, isn't he? (laughs) Is he dead? Yeah. He's frozen. He's not dead. Yeah. He's on an island somewhere with Tupac. With Tupac. (laughs) Came up to you and said, dang, that'd be a good character. But we can't make a Puerto Rican movie. We have to make her, what is 
Colombian. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you guys can go check out the Instagram page for um, Yasmin cosplaying as Mirabel. <laughs> for funsies. That was a lot of fun. For C2E2. <laughs> so, what about favorite Disney villains then? Ooh. You got a favorite villain? Since we're going into the horror aspect? <laughs> It's I hard. was not prepared. Now I have to think about that. It's hard for me. I, I Ursula. Ooh. Ooh. I love Ursula. I've always wanted to play her. Oh my god. She's Ursula's great. I know. She's so <laughs> sassy and like sometimes she honestly a mood. Yes. Look at me. <laughs> practically withered. What did she say? Withered oh, away. Wasted away to practically Thank you. Nothing. Oh my god. I could not think of the line for the life of me. <laughs> All I remember I is when she's it. like, my dear, I look divine. Oh, my Things God. Things are working out according to my ultimate design. Vanessa, her alter ego or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mother Gothel. I was going to say Mother Gothel is oh. a good one, just because you made me think about that with her, so with her song. Oh. Like, just, <laughs> mm-hmm. She reminds me a lot of, like, the... the Disney that we grew up with in the, ni- in the 90s because of, like, yeah. the, the the song numbers and just, like, the, the storyline. But then Tangled technically came out later, mm-hmm. so it was just mm-hmm. nice to see them kind of, like, revert back. Oh, yes, I love it. <laughs> and she's so dramatic, too. Like Ursula, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of like Hades from Hercules because he's oh so very animated. Oh, my God. Like, so dramatic Anytime that he ever, like, wanted to just express himself the flames also matched yeah so just, color too yeah color it would just become very vibrant if he was just being very dramatic like like an actual flame would be so <laughs> oh yeah um so i did a little section before we get into the movies called villain shifts and i decided to like pair up certain disney villains based off of like their intentions based off of what they have done to their uh, damsels in distress uh, if you may and so one of the first couples I put was the evil queen from Snow White and Jafar, uh, because they both wanted to uh, maintain uh, their uh, their status, mm. and they both thought that they looked the best. Um, they were both very regal in a way, so I thought that they kind of fit well together. Jafar certainly had the confidence. He thought he was hot shit. I yes, he did. for yeah. real. <laughs> So, yeah, Evil Queen and Jafar, I ship them. Any um, thoughts? <laughs> I would also even tie Ursula into that, because in the same time, they're also trying to fight for power, because I think that was oh, kind of a, I feel like true, the true. First, first thought that came to mind. <laughs> that is true, especially with um, uh, all, all three of them, they all transformed into different like types of beings or creatures or whatever in order to get closer to what they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, Jafar with the snake, Evil Queen as an old hag, and Ursula as Vanessa. It was just very different. <laughs> um, another villain ship, uh, Mother Gothel and Frollo uh, from uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Is for it because their familiar. damsels are in towers? <laughs> yes, in oh, okay. towers! They, they lock them up oh, in you're towers. you're picturing it, aren't you? Yeah. That's yeah. so weird. That's what I was I don't you want said that. I, I was like, wait. I don't want Frollo with anybody. I, I don't either. No. I hate how gross he is. Ugh. Ugh. He gives me the Gross. The way he sings about um, freaking Esmeralda. Oh, nasty. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> but yeah, both Mother Gothel and Fro- Frollo, in a way, they both think that they are just better than everyone else. They always seem to maintain that mindset. 
And I thought that they would kind of go well together in a way. I mean, it's not well, it's not good, but they would fit. You know who deserve each other. If you're talking about just like kind of trapping people in, you could also kind of tie, um, what's her name from 101 Dalmatians? Cruella into <gasps> that. Oh, like when she kidnaps all the dogs. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I guess in that sense, the dogs aren't really damsels in distress, but they kind of are. They, eh. they are, though. <laughs> Doggies in distress. Doggies in distress. There you go. <laughs> Doggos in distress. Doggos in distress. <laughs> We could have just said Dalmatians in distress. Oh my god, that's right. We're trying to be funny. Oh man. (laughs) Damsels and Dalmatians. Um, (laughs) This one I thought was an interesting one. Ursula and Dr. Facilier. Yeah, from uh, Facilier. The Princess and the Frog. Facilier. Yes. (laughs) French. New Orleans. (laughs) New Orleans. Because both of them are into witchcraft or or voodoo in uh, Dr. Facilier's case. And they're both granting wishes to people, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. they have that, like, mystical magic air about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought, like, that was that was a perfect pair. Um, and then I have, last, Yzma from Emperor's New Groove <laughs> and Scar from The Lion King. I hate to break it to you, but Yzma's a lesbian and Scar is gay. <gasps> Scar is totally gay. If anything, <laughs> they could be, like, you know... Best like friends. Friend. Best friends. <laughs> totally. What? Because <laughs> they both want to rule, right? And they both try to kill the current people in line in yeah, order right. to you get what's the throne. With the chip and the bug. What's with the chip and the bug? <laughs> and they were both literally surrounded by idiots. Scar with the hyenas, Yzma with Kronk. I mean... I Go love Kronk. Kronk is no Kronk slander. This is a Kronk fan <laughs> page now. This podcast is now just <laughs> cutting Kronk Kong both. Oh. Cutting Kronk. Uh, cutting Kronk. That, that I think we worst. need to reword that. Yes, please. <laughs> Take that out. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> Kronk cutting convos. Kronk cutting. Yeah. We have to say it in his voice. Uh. And crunk cutting combos. <laughs> <laughs> and then our theme song just starts. <laughs> 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 My God. Poison. That's poison. it. I killed Cusco's. Cusco's poison. <laughs> Have you ever watched um, the spinoff show for that one? Uh, the Emperor's New School? I think so. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, Emperor's New School. Yeah, I've watched because some of it. Because they play on that joke so often. Oh. <laughs> the poison, the poison for Cusco. The poison chose especially to kill Cusco. Cusco's poison. No way. I have to see that. Because then one of the characters is Tipo. Wait, Tipo? Tipo. Tipo's itching powder. Do not touch except for Tipo. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Love the alliteration. But, yeah, those are all the villain ships I was able to think of. But, I mean... Am I forgetting any other villains? There's plenty of villains out there. Oh, yeah, but for by sure. means of who can <laughs> You know what's something that ties all of them together though? Is oh. that when they turn dark or they have those evil scenes, there's that green aura that surrounds <gasps> all of them. And green. Dizzy tend to do that would do that with a lot of the villains, is that that color. You'll see green like turn. You're right. But yeah. you know what? Whoa. I think their default color is also purple. Like Ursula, Isma. Yeah. Dr. Facilier, isn't he wearing purple? Purple. Evil yeah. Queen. Evil Queen Evil Queen's purple. purple. Oh, yeah. But you'll see that in certain scenes, like, when they have, like, their debacle moments. Like, it's green. Yeah. Oh, oh that ooh. is so cool. <laughs> is it correlated? Maybe. I don't know, Maybe. actually. Is it in all Disney movies? Probably not anymore. I actually have no idea. <laughs> 
Carlos say turns red, though. Mm, oh. I don't count him. Yeah, nah. Yeah, well, yeah. You know what? I never <laughs> thought of him as, like, a Disney villain, to be honest. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, I, I understand why he could be, but, like, to me, um, Hunchback of Notre Dame wasn't really Disney to me. It was, yeah, it was very it's different. Weird how my brain thinks of it. I don't know. People don't really, it's not the first movie that comes to mind, you know, mm-hmm. when you're thinking of a Disney movie, but. Can I spin off a question from the Disney villains ships? Yeah. Is there any villains that you guys feel bad for? Like Plankton from Spongebob, but like in Disney version? <laughs> like they don't deserve all the hate that they're getting. Is there no. any villain that you would back up? <sighs> I gotta think about that. Definitely not the stepmother from Cinderella. She's just rude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe the cat. Lucifer. Lucifer. the cat. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm talking about all these villains right now, and I'm running on a blank. Mm. So am I. I don't think... I think a lot of them have a history of being wronged in general. Yeah. And that's kind of what made them bad. Not all of them. For sure, not all of them. Some of them are just bad. <laughs> for sure. Maybe but, like, Ursula? Scar Scar was, like, pushed down. He was, like, the second brother. He was kind of outcasted. Oh, yeah. Once Simba was born, it was like, oh, well, life sucks. Yeah, we don't even, we don't even know Ursula's backstory. Just because yeah. she's an octopus. That feels racist to me. <laughs> we just know Animalist. that Animalist. She... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just know that she was banished from the palace. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean... They kind of made it seem like she was banished because she was, like, overeating over there. And I'm just like, Ooh, yikes. damn. Yeah. That's, that's, she, you know, she comes out, <laughs> wasted away to practically... It was kind of like Patrick. You took my only food. Now I'm going to starve. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, damn. Did we just make two SpongeBob references in, like, ten Plankton minutes? And, and Patrick. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll eat it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. No, I, I'd probably say Ursula. It just... That's the only one I can think of that I'd feel most bad for. Because every, like, the other villains so far, they, they seem to have, like, some sort of motive that was, like, it was wrong. Like, Mother Gothel, you know, she started out as, like, kind of looking really old and ugly. And she decided, in order to stay young, I'm going to steal a baby. <laughs> it's uh. like, um, yeah, maybe that's not the way to go. Well, <laughs> maybe they stole ways. her flower. Yeah, they did. Oh, She was just, flower. you know, leaving nature alone like a good person would. She only used it when she wanted to. And then the whole ass kingdom decided, let me kill nature for this child. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's selfish. Mm-hmm. That That is. That's true. So okay. she's like, you know what? I can kill this baby or I could just keep her alive. Ooh. She took care of her. I take that back. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you consider Gaston to be an evil villain? I just was oh, about to bring that up because Gaston. he's so stupid. It's funny. It's. Yeah. He's very egotistical. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And it's like, is that really his fault for him, like, to have, I mean, I guess, yes, but also, like. <laughs> right. I, I don't think he's evil. He's he's just a typical male. I, Boop. <laughs> <laughs> like, he got mad because he couldn't take no for an answer from a pretty lady, and he decides to fight off a beast that she happened to like better. Teach your boys. Mm. <laughs> that's mm. the lesson. There you go. Teach them to be real men. Oh, as Shane would in <laughs> Oh what? As Shane would in Mulan. Oh my god. Be a man. Be <laughs> be a not Gaston. Man. <laughs> not Gaston. You must be so that's a good 
All right, so let's get down to some of the movies. Let's that... get down. <laughs> you know what? I, I walked myself into that one. Um, <laughs> into some of the movies that we have watched that happen to uh, display some elements of horror. Oh, yeah, this is a horror movie podcast. Right, let's not forget. <laughs> Welcome, Neri. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> So how about we start with your favorite, Neri, and talk about Toy Story. There have been some uh, good examples that would probably be scary in a horror setting uh, in that movie, such as... The uh, animation. Sorry. Well, the... (laughs) Oh, no, she's... Just because they have weird, creepy eyes, and they just maybe blink every once in a while, does not make them creepy. Yeah, just because it's one at a time. They did that on purpose for the toys. Because naturally, like, when you would see, like... Did you ever have those dolls that would open and close their eyes? They'd always do the same thing, where one eye would close and then the other. So they tried to mimic, to make you remember that these are toys, not humans. Humans could blink normally. Toys wouldn't. (gasps) That's That's crazy. (laughs) I will. You know what else I'd like to look up? And this is a complete segue, and I'm so sorry. We could get back on track, but I just like all the hidden Mickeys. Oh. I am so bad at finding those. It's hard. The Easter eggs that you find inside, Mm -hmm. yeah. They're yeah. everywhere. But when you do, oh. it's always, like, such a gift. You know what I mean? There is one oh, right absolutely. away in Toy Story, so that in Andy's room, there is a <sighs> Mickey Mouse watch clock thingy that's in his room. Oh, the little Yes. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. I gotta cool. look at that again. <laughs> okay, back to horror movies. Sorry, anyways. <laughs> Easter eggs. Um, well, of course, the entire time when the toys uh, end up in Sid's house, Sid, that creepy... Uh, Crazy kid next door. I had a whole argument with Yasin about this because I love Sid. (laughs) We'll talk about why. Oh, God. So, yeah, I called it Sid's House of Torture, where you see all of the, like, Frankenstein-style-like toys. They're Mm -hmm. all, like, made of different little parts that make them look scary as heck. Like that, um, what was it, that baby doll? It was a baby doll doll that had the tarantula legs. Yes. That was the worst. That was the worst one. That honestly, that scared me a bit as a kid. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm gonna say that a lot throughout this podcast. That some parts of the Disney movies scared me when I was a kid. Not gonna oh, lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hence this episode. Um, but yeah, a lot of Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Frankenstein style like toys. Um, oh, and then the dog named Scud, which my entire life I thought it was he was named Scott, and I was wrong until I <laughs> once I looked it up. I can see that. <laughs> Scud. Um, Scud is Sid's dog, and we see his, like, toy mutilation of one of the little green men. When he's ripping it and whipping it around from his backpack. <sighs> and you hear, like, the tortured squeaking of the toy, like, as if he was crying for help. I was like, oh, my God. Because he was. He, he, he was. <laughs> he was. Oh, God. Because, like, and then you see uh, Woody's reaction to that, too. Like, he is terrified. Like, oh, my God, that's going to be me. <laughs> so that was pretty interesting. Um, and then, oh, when they show the toy soldier on that exploding rocket when they get in, when they introduce it. Oh, you're right. And they're just like, oh my God, that poor soldier. Yeah. And we don't, we don't see this murder, quote unquote, happening, but we know what happens to that toy soldier. So. Uh, Yeah, put that in like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's. That's, yeah. <laughs> Never mind, don't put it there. Yeah, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but, I, but I like how they kind of, oh, I don't want to say made it less scary. 
scary by saying, like, oh, soldier, you know what I mean? Like, a fallen soldier. Mm. They kind of made, like, that connection, because if it had been, like, a, you know, cute bunny oh. toy, I feel like it would have had a different impact. I kind of feel like mm. they were trying to hint that, because they always say, like, it's kind of linked when you see that young kids are torturing animals, and, like, mm. how that turns out, and then he's torturing toys, and how that turns out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Or, yeah, like, when he took uh, his sister's doll. So. Yeah, and he's like, I'll fix it for you. Here. <laughs> her All better. <laughs> Puts a pterodactyl head on Can it. Can we talk about why he even had those devices in his bedroom to begin with? For real, though. Like, I, that was, like, stuff to have for, uh, industrial, like, like, industrial work or some kind of, like, if what is that, <sighs> woodwork? Yeah. Oh like, God, a vice. Right. Uh, yeah, vice to have grab, a vice, um, yeah. Oh, he, he was you know, like, oh. Okay. <laughs> he is an artistic, innovative individual. <laughs> Sid was just trying to express himself. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to express himself in the only way he can by making art. <laughs> and the toys were still good people. They were yeah. still alive. They were ugly as heck, but they were still alive and they helped. They did help. Did they only help because they knew they were tortured and didn't want him to go go through the same thing? Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) He's just... And he became a garbage man. Like, come on. That's a good paying job. He a garbage man. That is so Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Drives around the Pizza Planet truck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Working man. Um, And then... uh, Oh, yeah. Also part of, uh, I guess, the scenes around Sid's house is when we see the dog sleeping, just like at the bottom, what, at the bottom of the stairs, and Woody is like in this like little suspense scene with the dog, and he's just like trying to creep away, and there's a suspenseful music background in it, and then- Reach for the, what does he say? Reach Uh, for the stars. Is that what he says? Oh, yeah. No, that or it's a snake in my boot. No, not the snake in my boot. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. Yeah, somebody's poisoned the water hole. And that's when the dog wakes up, and it's like, oh my god. That was a pretty suspenseful moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugly dog, but... <laughs> the animation for the dogs got better. <laughs> it, it did. Not they had nowhere lie. to go but up from there. <laughs> they, okay, they remastered it. It's gotten better. <laughs> At the time, it was amazing. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's true. What That's year did that true. come out? 95. 95. 95. Oh, my gosh. We were babies. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. Maybe that's why it looks so great back then. <laughs> <laughs> your children eyes. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> Look with oh. your special eyes. <laughs> um, so then outside of Sid's house, within the movie still, there was also that um, that revenge scene of all of the toys just creeping up on Sid, being the alive. Best and scene. <laughs> it was so great. And then Woody's talking to Sid through his voice box. There's all the toys are being zombie-like, coming out of the mud or the sand. And yeah. All There's the... a snake in my boot. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, of course, you know, Woody's head spinning 360 like a freaking exorcist and then just talks, so play nice. <laughs> Woody like, scares yes. me. <laughs> Not only because of the way he blinks, but because of how damn big his head is. Why? It doesn't fit his body. How does he walk? I mean, honestly, though, it's pretty long. <laughs> it's like a pretty long head. It's just like... <laughs> it is a very long head. Um, but yeah, I mean, that gives the whole creepy child toy trope that we actually see in all of the other Toy Story movies, honestly. Although, I can't remember the second one specifically. 
but I know the third it's where one. Where he meets Jesse. Oh yeah. Well, no, I remember the movie, but I didn't remember if there was like a creepy toy scene in the second movie. Do you, you wouldn't happen to remember, would you? <laughs> there wasn't a creepy no. Because that was essentially where he. Oh, there was a, a scary moment because he got stuck inside of a like a, a display box. And, like, started oh. to, like, suffocate because oh, yeah. he couldn't get out. Uh-huh. And then, Ooh. like, seeing all of the different versions of, like, everybody. And it was, like, that kind of made me feel claustrophobic because he was stuck mm. inside that little box. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the third movie, it had the... Um, Lotso. That- Lotso. Oh, my God, yeah. And the giant baby. The giant baby just sitting in the, the swing at night looking at the moon. Here's oh, a yes. sound. <gasps> Boom! Yes! <laughs> That, that was, was scary. That was scary. Ooh, yeah. His head to suddenly turn to like to its back. I don't even know how to describe it. It was just creepy. Have you seen the fourth one? I have. <laughs> so Bonnie. The, yeah, the fourth one is Bonnie, and it's essentially like the ending of all of Toy Story's like story. <laughs> yeah. Oh but yeah. There's ventriloquist dummies, and when oh. they're running. And, like, their head's kind of shaking, and they have that blank stare. I Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, for those of you that are listening, Yasmin <laughs> just imitated what they looked like. And it is <laughs> spot on <laughs> how, like, she said you look like a dummy. <laughs> I am just meaning that you were able to mimic a lifelike, non-life living doll thing. <laughs> that was you. a creepy thing. But, yeah, like, uh, that one also had that. It was the really heartbreaking scene where I'm pretty sure both of you cried and they're like about to get burned. Oh my god! Burned in the third movie, yes. Yes. Yeah, that that part. That was the third movie because I had the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That was a scary moment because they couldn't get out. I and then they just kind of give up and I'm just like, oh. So I (laughs) I saw that movie in theaters and it was in 3D. (gasps) No. And I was crying in the theater. No. (laughs) During that scene. Oh. Because of how bad that hurt me. And the seven-year-old next to you is like, what the fuck? And I'm like, <laughs> like chill, it's just a movie. Chill, why is this high school girl freaking out for? <laughs> oh, God. And then the fourth one, it had, of course, Key and Peel in it. Yes, and, and then two birds. <laughs> <laughs> and they kept describing, like, fake scenarios where we thought, like, oh, my God, that's really violent. Like, yeah. did they really do that? And they're like, okay, no, it didn't happen like that. But... <laughs> It's Wait, it's the carnival. It is. Carnival. Okay, am I? I'm really spotty on that one. I feel like I've only seen it maybe twice. I, I we saw it together once. Then maybe I've only seen it once. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to watch it again. Oh god. Oh yeah, but sorry, I went on a creepy child toy tangent there with all the other movies. But um, uh, the only thing I have left for Toy Story is uh, Scud's chase scene where he's uh going after Woody and Buzz on the RC. Yes. Because uh, that and was they're just... trying to escape the door. Yes, yeah. exactly. I was just like, oh my God, get away from that dog. <laughs> it's kind of cool that it adds like that element of action movie with a car chase. Yeah, right? I was like, shoot, this is. <laughs> so it's a great story. I you know, it. before that scene happened, there was also a part that kind of got me nervous when Buzz was trying to prove that he could fly. Oh, when he stands on like the ledge. Oh, when he the, stands on the ledge the of the stairs mm-hmm. to try to get to the bottom and then realizes he doesn't and just falls flat on the floor and breaks his arm off. Oh, yeah. And he's just laying there, and I was like, oh my gosh, the dog is going to just rip him to shreds at this point. But it was more, of course, then. Disney was like, actually, just make this a sad moment for him to realize that he can't fly. So just, you know, yeah, prayers for <laughs> for Buzz before Reality he becomes check. Mrs. Nesbitt. 
but <laughs> at that point, it got me so nervous because I was like, okay, he can't fly. He's going to fall. Oh, my God. The dog's going to come out of nowhere. It's going to, like, rip him apart. But then he just, he just sat there. And then, thankfully, uh, Sid's sister finds him to have a tea party. So he yes. was saved in that kind of sense. But <laughs> You know, in a way, Sid's sister was kind of messed up, too. You saw how she was serving that tea to the dolls. She was using Buzz's arm yeah. to hold the teapot. I was like, wait. You've never done that before? <laughs> Just oh. kidding, no. Okay. <laughs> now like, we know why Jenny likes Sid. <laughs> I oh. love Sid. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you know what? What's the main kid? Andy. Andy. Is spoiled. You have to admit, he is very <laughs> spoiled. How many toys does that kid have? Oh, wow. Uh. Who says that they weren't hand-me-downs? Oh, you know what? I take it back because also when he um, like loses Buzz and Woody, he doesn't like get too like tantrumy about it. He's just like, "Oh no, I love them." Yeah. He's just okay, so fine. Sad. I take it back. He's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> also, little known fact, and I mentioned this before in one of our stream episodes, but um, the voice of Andy's mom was also uh, the mother in the second Scream movie. Who it turned out to be one of the killers. So. Oh, ooh. So, oh, spoiler um, alert. You just told us who the killer is in the yeah, 1997 movie. <laughs> when was Scream 2 made? Uh, 98? Oh, close. So for those of you that haven't watched it in the past 24 years, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but yeah, like, is, is there anything else I'm missing about Toy Story? That's all I got for the scariest moments. That stood out to me. No. I also got nervous when the um, the RC car was trying to catch up to the moving truck. Yeah. I thought that he was going to get left behind and that kind me of scared too. me. Because I was like, I never want to leave a toy behind ever again. Because right. of all these times that these toys are just trying to get back to their owners. It made me feel like I have to be responsible for all of these toys. Oh, for real, though. So, I, if anything, that was more of a life lesson to scare me into, to say, like, don't leave your toys behind. Yeah, I walked past the TV when you were watching Toy Story, and I walked past the TV when it was that part, and I was like, they better not fucking leave him behind. Right. I was like, he literally drove this whole way <laughs> through a rocket, like, come oh, on. Trying his bestest. Yeah. That scene really stressed me out. not get burned it. That scene did stress me out because when all the toys were like ganging up on Woody and when he was trying to get Buzz through the RC and they throw him out into the road, I was like, wait, no, but <laughs> you're going backwards. So, yeah. <laughs> if anything, Disney was just trying to torture us so that we made sure that we took care of the things that we were given. Yeah, that was the moral of the story. And then Furbies came along. Mm-hmm. Who disturbs my slumber? That was my impression of the Cable Wonders. Who disturbs my slumber? That was my impression. I'm not gonna try to do that. <laughs> oh god. The Cable Wonders. Yes. Okay, so obviously we're talking about Aladdin next. The Cave of Wonders, One man. One of us. One of us. <laughs> nope. You don't got a friend in me in that one. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that freaking cave of wonders, like, from the beginning when he's asking, like, who deserves my slumber, to then when Abu touches the freaking gem, then he gets all pissed off. It's just like, damn, that thing is scary as fuck. <laughs> Deep voice. Ag growl. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. And then the whole thing shakes mm -hmm. when he does. 
And then it's associated with, like, the fire that bursts out, like, of the rocks and whatnot. And then I think of, like, claustrophobia and being buried alive. Oh, right, because then the cave closes (laughs) up and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, what happened to all the other guys? Who? (laughs) That's a good question. Exactly. (laughs) Like, what what was that first guy's name? Kazim? Like, when he got eaten up by the King of Wonders? Oh, yeah, you're right. Because, like, that that whole suspense there with him just trying to take the first step. And as soon, like, he's about to enter the cave, and all of a sudden the cave just goes, you know, says, who deserves my son? That was a good jump scare, right? And then when he just steps into the cave, then sigh of relief. And then the cave just growls like crazy and just munches on Kazim. And it's like, oh, well, rest in peace. <laughs> but Not worthy. Not disposable worthy. character, I guess. Disney has to put that in sometimes. <laughs> Throw away, Yeah. And then, of course, there was suspense while Aladdin was in the cave the whole time, like going up that those weird stairs up to the mm-hmm. lamp and and Abu being entranced by the, the gem and carpet freaking out. And it's just like, God, I get like heart palpitations every time I watch him. <laughs> the mummy vibes. The, the mummy vibes. Yeah, when he's like, when we're like walking through and they're just like looking at all the stuff and it's like, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Ooh. And of course, Abu is like the one that you're just like constant anxiety. He stresses me out. That monkey, I cannot. Um, so yeah, the whole cave of wonders. That is just scary as fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we started this podcast and you're like, I don't want to swear. Uh, yeah, I know. Yep. It, that changed. Mm-hmm. I grew a lot that time from that <laughs> moment on. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Jafar, where like, ever since he took over the lamp and took over the kingdom and became a sorcerer near the end of the movie... Like, it just got scary from then on. Like, with Jasmine being trapped in the hourglass, like, and the sand slowly trink, uh, trickling over her, and then she ends up suffocating. Like, I, that was terrifying, because time literally was, like, running out. Um, <laughs> that's a good pun. Probably that's a good one. Pun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there was a lot of growing tension with each of Jafar's transformations. Like, when he was... Um, what was it that he was he was turning into a snake after he was doing his like crazy laughing and whatnot getting all violent spitting fire turns into a snake starts attacking at aladdin and then eventually he turns into this evil looking genie after making that final wish and like he's he's different from regular genie the character genie in the movie where like He's just weirdly muscular, dark red, red, apparently a very villainous color and a very deep voice, and his eyes don't have pupils, sharp teeth. It's like, oh my god, this guy is terrifying. Um, so yeah, it just gets a lot more intense with each of Jafar's transformations. So mm-hmm. that I agree. Right. What even <laughs> made it worse is that when he also had Princess Jasmine like forced into marrying him, Ugh. I hated how gross it sexualized her, but also, like, he, like, chained her. Mm. And yeah, that just, like, what made me... It bothered me more it's than, icky. like... Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, it's weird because, like, I always thought Jafar was gay. So it's like, <laughs> why are you chaining... Why are you chaining her? <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah. I, <laughs> why did you think he was gay? Because he wears, I, like, a long dress. Just the way he he talks, though, he's just like he's he's very just uppity and he's just regal. He's so regal, just always talking like this, and just I'm always better than everyone. Dramatic, dramatic <laughs> as fuck. Seriously. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, and and uh, he had a pet bird. Just kidding. Yeah, though. Yago. That's why I think Jafar could be a Disney princess. He has a talking animal friend. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Jafar, Disney princess? Yes. Merch. We'll make it a t-shirt. Mary, I'm on it. Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, royal viziers can be princesses, too. I didn't mention another scary moment in Aladdin. This was more of a suspenseful thing. When Aladdin got banished into the that uh, snowy, mountainous area. Oh, I don't know yes. where it was. Yeah. And Very Monsters, Inc. Oh my god! Oh, that's right. <laughs> Snow cone. So, so, no worries, it's lemon. <laughs> I love that scene. Um, but yeah, and when he's um, he's found Abu like almost frozen stiff, yeah. and they find the carpet. And he puts Abu in his little shirt. Oh, poor little guy. That's the only time that like I felt bad for Abu. Oh no, yeah, you're like this bitch. He touched the fucking gem. Like, hey, whoa, whoa. At the same time, he also shared his only bread with his child when they were trying to eat after they stole it. Oh, that is fair. Fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. He was oh, also God. the giant elephant that carried Aladdin around. Oh, that's true. And he didn't ask for that. Exactly. <laughs> he made sacrifices. <laughs> oh, man. And then they find the carpet, like, not only frozen, but then, like, wedged beneath the, the fallen uh, oh, yeah. tower of the palace. And the the tower, it's, like, starting to, like, uh, roll down the snowy hill or whatnot. So, you know, the music's growing louder, getting more intense as... Uh, Aladdin and Abu keep digging faster and faster, and the palace uh, tower thing keeps rolling faster, and you're just like, oh my god, they're gonna get squished. But, yeah, and then Aladdin moving into that one small window area took a chance that <laughs> the the tower thing wouldn't hit him, and it was like, and Abu fainting, that was me. Uh, <laughs> so that was it. Um, Aladdin, I... That's all I got for him. That's all I got for scary moments in for that Aladdin? one. For Aladdin? For mm. Aladdin. Yes. Lots you of know, suspense. Aladdin had weapons. I don't know how many Disney movies have weapons, but oh, the guards, right. they carried they carried knives, right? We all got they swords. Did. Yeah. Yeah. But besides like Mulan, which is supposed to have weapons. I, I, <laughs> with like intent to hurt him because he was a street rat. Yeah. Rip mm. rat, street rat. I don't yeah. buy that. <laughs> nice oh my god but yeah a lot of suspense chase scenes you know one jump ahead of the bread line so um oh Jafar was creepy as hell dressed as that old man <gasps> yeah in that creepy dungeon area with the corpses that you see in there I was like whoa this is dark <laughs> same um same energy as um uh what the fuck is it Oh my god, Scar, and he had something about holding, and then he just, let's go. Oh, yeah, Long they stand the Thank you, that's what he says. <sighs> oh, yeah. My brain yeah. just wanted to say, I killed Mufasa, which I think is a, it, it's the second part. It's where, a, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever. The point is, Jafar does that as the old man, like, hand me the thing first, and then I'll help you up, kind of thing. <gasps> yeah. Oh, and that's when he has the knife, mm-hmm. giving you your reward, your eternal reward. And he has, and they have that iconic trope of like, just the shot of a hand holding a knife yes. aggressively in the aggressively. dark. Yeah, it's like aggressive knife holding. It's a sport. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, suspense and suspense and slasher like moments in this movie. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
So, Snow White was uh, the movie that kind of inspired, I guess, this whole episode of, like, you know, horror themes seen in Disney movies. Um, and it's not a lot, but I think they're worth mentioning. Um, one of them that stood, uh, stood out to me first was when uh, the Seven Dwarfs got home, but Snow White was there. And so they saw, oh, no, there's smoke in the chimney. Oh, one of us should go and check it out. And they pushed Dopey into the house. So Dopey's all scared. You know, that trope of, like, going up the stairs to check what the noise is or who's there. You know, that's pretty scary, right? And Dopey goes into the bedroom, you know, with a shaky hand, holding the candle, looking around in the dark bedroom. You know, he's, like, uh, investigating a dark place by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you don't do that normally. Never one place that you would die in a scary movie. <laughs> yes oh my god <laughs> so i mean yeah and that kind of gives the aspect of like you know a, a maybe paranormal maybe monster like horror movie because then you know dopey hears like the sound of snow white like kind of groaning and stretching and whatnot and then he looks he sees her uh under the covers the covers are all moving about and he's just like oh my god nope fuck this and just runs down the stairs <laughs> doesn't care who he runs into like that would be me that actually happened to me once when i was a kid um what? <laughs> you walked in on a 14 year old girl who no. broke into your house oh my god no Underneath i ran the covers <laughs> ran down the stairs from seeing something scary in a bedroom what was it <laughs> so we were at my um my best friend at the time growing up with her it was her and another friend of hers and me we were chasing down her like older brother and uh, one of his friends because I think they like took something from us or whatever. And so like they had the door locked to their bedroom that they ran into. And we're like, open the door, you know? And then they opened the door slowly, like very creepily, let all lights off and they were, t- they're, they were just standing there, their silhouettes. You didn't even see their faces. So we got scared. We ran for our lives down the stairs, but we toppled over each other. It was oh, crazy. No. My glasses broke. It was great. Well, <laughs> it was a whole time. It, it, it was a whole time. It, exactly. It was just like with uh, Dopey when he just ran into all of the dwarves <laughs> and they all ran out of the house. So that was, you know, that, that's a pretty scary moment. You know, you go home and you find that someone is in your home. like An intruder. An intruder, right. You I'm know what's like, even scary to think about now, too, like as an adult, is what was a 14-year-old girl doing by herself in the woods that just inhabited somebody's <sighs> random-ass house? thinking it was okay for her to just go in and just take over without knowing who lives there. Because if you think about a scary movie, you would never do that. Seriously. Let me go wander into the forest, find this cute little abandoned home that looks kind of safe, but maybe the grandma just cooks children in the oven. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just going to live here and just sleep in this one random bedroom. Especially, that's like off guard, you know what I mean? And just assume that it's a home of kids. Of orphan kids. Of orphan kids that I'll just take care of. Yeah, she's just like, well, this this looks like there's seven little children that live here. This is such a mess. I wonder what their mother... Maybe they don't have a mother. I was just like, oh, you are jumping to conclusions. Do you know the whole movie? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. (laughs) Kind of got that vibe. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll tell you something. Okay, a little embarrassing, but okay. Um, so I watched, this was the one movie I watched on repeat when I was like four or five years old. And one of the scariest scenes in the movie was when Snow White was running around in the forest and she was, she kept seeing the pairs of eyes. She was being attacked by what looked like crocodiles getting caught in the dresses with the twigs and whatnot. And 
I would watch that scene and I would copy her moves exactly. Every time she got stopped and seeing something, she would turn around, wave her arms in the air it. and go crazy. And, and then she would just finally dramatically fall and then just cry to the floor. And then the camera shakes. <laughs> Is that what happens? I know it does that in one of the parts of this movie where it's just like the whole thing shakes. I think so. For dramatic effect, like in scary mm. movies when someone falls over, you know? <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's what I did as a kid, and I knew that that was one of the scariest moments ever. But instead of me being scared, I just, like, wanted to act along with it because I thought it was fun. So. My grandma learned English <laughs> with this movie. Oh, my God. There we go. <laughs> it was this and Spongebob. <laughs> Fish for friends that do stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> she would just watch. That was the only, uh, Snow White was the only movie she had. And then Spongebob was always on Nickelodeon, so she'd always just watch Spongebob when it was on. And oh my god. Naturally, Mahoy Minoy. Yeah, Mahoy <laughs> <laughs> We love it. She's so. fluent in doodle bobbling. Doodle bob. Hey, Doodle Bob can be scary. <laughs> you should do that yes. as another segment. Do that as yeah, SpongeBob as a horror movie. No, Spirit. Oh my God, the slinging, the head slinging, the head slinging slasher. <laughs> One of my favorite episodes. SpongeBob references. Look him up. Um, so back to Snow White. <laughs> Um, another scary moment. Oh my god, yeah. The evil queen's transformation into the old hag. Good lord. As a kid, I the evil queen, when she turned into the old lady, that scared me the most out of any of the other Disney villains. I'm not even kidding. Like, the, the transformation and then seeing her face and her voice matching with it. Just yeah. very cackly and ugh. It was just, oh my god. It didn't help that the bird was scared. Yeah, even her her talking animal friend was scared. I was, well, not talking, but her animal friend was scared. I was just like, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> but, you know, there was a lot of strings used in that one for the dramatic effects. Uh, very sustained. Um, and <laughs> uh, the transformations, when you see them, you see, like, her hands just turning all veiny and, like, long nails and... Uh, her hair turning ghostly white while she's wide-eyed and shocked and she kind of looks like she's like suffering from the potion she took when she's just transforming but like it's yeah, just she does all look like she's a bane yeah right i was just like girl and i didn't think about this but like she was so desperate to become fairest in the land that she turned herself ugly to do it i was just like does it wear off it didn't say it wore off <laughs> but it said that the the poison apple uh uh thing wore off like with the love's first kiss i was like oh like an antidote an antidote yeah yeah antidote 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 there's no t in there antidote it's literally anecdote no anecdote means story yeah there's some kind of poem antidote antidote Antidote. Potion. Reverse potion. Bubbly, colorful liquid. <laughs> Medicine. <laughs> Robitussin. <laughs> Yo, Shook and Advil. Antidote. Antidote. 
Why does she stop with to do? Thanks a lot, Siri. Thanks a lot, Siri. <laughs> for the to do. <laughs> well, that's why it didn't work for her. That's why she never became the fairest in the land. <laughs> it was a to do, not an antidote. <laughs> Maybe she was swallowing the antidote in the first. So yeah, then even after the Evil Queen's transformation, you kind of see a little, um, not, not a montage, but a moment of her just like, you know, walking through the dungeon part of the castle, seeing that corpse like out of the prison cell, reaching for that water, it's like now a skeleton. Oh my God. And then um, her just creepy, like walking towards that river with that lone old canoe thing that happened to be there for her. And she's just rowing through like a misty, eerie setting it was just like ooh, this is uh, can we have the scene over please like <laughs> i don't want to look at her anymore <laughs> so she was scary um and then i found her death in the end to be scary to me too because you know it had like a lot of you know kind of horror tropes you know where in the finale there's a thunderstorm it's raining it's dark it's chaotic the music is just getting louder and faster and and the antagonist is getting even crazier and and there's a chase scene that's just getting faster too they, they were gonna kill her yeah they were gonna kill her they i was like were. oh my god <laughs> you don't just chase somebody with a pickaxe right for no reason yeah right <laughs> i mean i guess you could but <laughs> Let's go after her. Don't mind what we're carrying with us. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a murder weapon. <laughs> I'm just oh. playing Minecraft. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then, of course, when the queen is uh, getting the most violent, she's trying to bring down this giant boulder to tumble over the dwarves. And she's, you know, cackling and just, like, being, feeling triumphant. And then all of a sudden, lightning just shoots down at her where she's leaning over the edge of the cliff backwards. So the lightning hits the cliff and she just falls. And, like, you just hear her fall and thunder just covers up the rest of what would be the sound of her death. It's just, like, it's, it's very dark, honestly. And I, I think that's become, like, a Disney horror trope where, like, the villain would, would just fall. And, and that's their death. That's how the story ends. That way, the protagonist, they, their hands are clean. You know? It's pretty interesting to me. Um, True. It kind of reminds me of, um, like, when you watch older Mickey Mouse things. Ooh. Older shows in general. Where, like, older cartoons. Tom and Jerry. How much, like, violence kind of is a lot more <laughs> prevalent than if you watch Coco Melon. Oh Nowadays. God. Yeah. Kids are missing out. Well, <laughs> Tom and Jerry was my favorite, man. Tom and Jerry are like the um, brain, brain and Stimpy. <gasps> oh, yeah. And like how violent all of those cartoons were. And like I feel like the movies kind of did the same. To be like, if you're an, if you're a antagonist, you have to die in a, the most dramatic way for people to cheer. For people to cheer. <laughs> right. It's, it is crazy. And then... Also, those little uh, vultures in the movie, too, they, they yeah. looked very sinister. Like, you mm. know, they Just overheard. Like followed. Oh, yeah. They face it with their heads. Yeah. yeah and they the overheard. The, like, thank you. Yeah. And they overheard they the witch's. And they overheard the witch's plan. Like, and they're just like, ooh, looking at each other, kind of smiling. Like, ooh. We're going to eat good tonight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> food, glorious food, wonderful food. 
Sage. Hi, Sage. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's Universal. Technically Disney. Is it? Oh, my God. I think technically it's Disney now, actually. No way. That wouldn't surprise me. Ice Age? (laughs) That's cool. Pinocchio. So, like, okay. There's uh, some pretty good scary moments in this movie, I think. Such as Stromboli's kidnapping. 100%. That man alone was beyond scary. Like, I was... like, he had, like, a sort of feminine look to him, too, in a way. And I think that's what kind of made him look scary to me. The eyelashes, the big lips under the beard. I thought that that was them being racist. <gasps> oh, no. Like, uh, well, not racist, stereotypical. That's true, especially with the voice and the mannerisms. That, yeah. And the it, caricature-type face, where yeah. it, like, emphasizes the parts of, like, that race that are common. Oh, that's true, Yeah. And I think when I was uh, watching this movie on Disney Plus, it kind of gave that disclaimer, saying, you know, like there. And his name's fucking Stromboli. Right. Sorry, yeah. that there are moments in yeah. this movie that are that are wrong and are still wrong today, and things like that. So. Yeah, they do that little disclaimer for some movies now. They did that for Aladdin. I was like, oh, oops, it's my favorite. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, okay. So my my experience with Pinocchio will be different than. Yours probably because the first time I watched it was pretty recently. Oh yeah, and I barely watched it for the whole thing. So, the That's first funny. Pinocchio that I watched was the live action one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> I, maybe I won't have too much input, but go ahead. Yeah, he was creepy looking. You're talking about the recent live action one, or what is it? The one that we just watched with the with, with Tom Hanks. With Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. Uh huh. Why is there another one? There, there is another uh, Pinocchio movie that's live action. It was, like, out in the 90s, I think. Yeah. Oh. Nope, okay. the Tom Hanks one. Tom Hanks one. Okay. I was uh, disappointed by the end, but that's okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah, right. Sorry. I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Stromboli. Like, he's, he seemed very, um, not just mean. Well, he was very threatening, you know? He was just very scary, very very impatient. And um, especially when he put Pinocchio in the cage and said, like, oh, if you don't listen to me, I'm going to turn you into firewood. And it's just like, you're you're telling a live puppet that you're going to just chop him into bits. Like, that's very violent. And he was very violent with throwing him into the cage, too. Like, it was just like, he still treated him like, Nothing, like even a, though he was yeah. living and talking. He needs <gasps> to watch Toy Story. Yes. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Take care of my things. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have a friend in that one either. <laughs> and the whole time, and the whole time that uh, Pinocchio was, you know, trying to figure out a way out, I was scared of Stromboli coming back. Yeah. Like that whole time, I was just was like, suspense. oh my god, it's a lot of suspense. It was nuts. And then, of course, there was the trope of the creepy puppets that we saw throughout that whole show of, I got no strings to hold me down, to make me fret. This, like, all of them just looks kind of, I'd rather not see them live. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. But, yeah, Stromboli, no. Can't stand that person. Um... Turning kids into donkeys. I mean, what is scarier than that? Good lord. And the way that they repre- they presented it was made it even more scary. Because when uh, 
Pinocchio and his friend Lampwick were hanging out at that Pleasure Island place, and uh, Lampwick had Pleasure started getting... Pleasure Island? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's Sorry. what it's called. I've only seen Anchorman, so my brain's... No. No, that's not the same thing. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, when Lampwick starts uh, showing features of the donkey, you know, with the face and the ears and the tail... And you see him just freaking out, and all of a sudden he's just lashing out, kicking things, just running into stuff, knocking things down. And while this is all happening and he's changing, they kind of like move the camera, so to speak, um, to like a wall where it shows Lampwick's shadow going from human to full-on donkey and like from yelling to going, yeehaw, yeehaw. And Pinocchio, at this point, he's just like in a corner, just shaking watching wide-eyed in horror like all of the stuff being thrashed around shadows moving like crazy like like when you see a monster like or someone turn into a monster is almost what it was right but also because like at that point he also saw all the other kids getting rounded up and everyone was gone and it would just turn into a part where all of these donkeys appeared and he was wondering like what's going on it's like i'm next you know so it's like it's freakishly scary so i i thought when i saw this i was like how on earth is this a kid's movie you know in the cartoon too they i don't think they specified that it was quote unquote root beer when they were drinking it at at pleasure island so like Uh as a kid i assumed like oh they're drinking beer and then when i saw that they turned into donkeys i was like i am never drinking beer (laughs) (laughs) i mean i was wrong but (laughs) oh no like, that made me think that if you're just going off and trying to have fun and then having alcohol, like, bad things will happen and you will get kidnapped and then turned into animals and then taken for slavery. Oh, I a mean... Little, a little dramatic, maybe. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But, I mean, that's could what happened. Hor- could happen. Well, according to Pinocchio. <laughs> well, I mean, they kept that horror trope alive, though, for real. Like, the no drinking, no oh, doing yeah. drugs or smoking. They did all of that and they paid the price. So... Like, I thought it was kind of cool in a way. They kept it classic. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Monstro, the freaking whale. Like, that, that whole scene. That was so scary. Right? It was just so intense. Like, you see Pinocchio and Geppetto just flying around, just like once they're out of Monstro. It's just nuts. It's like a, it's a final boss trope, if you will. <laughs> but, like, that whole time, you can hear the strings in the background. It's just like fast movements of the bow it's just all chaotic just to go along with the movements of monstro and the constant changing waves back and forth it's nuts um and then in the end of that whole scene you see pinocchio face down in the water and you hear the music just just being abrupt the moment that they show pinocchio in that position and it that scared me. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. That scared me when I was I was like, oh my god. Did is that a dead kid? You know? It, it was it was scarring. <laughs> it really was. It was scarring as a kid and then even seeing it now as an adult, I was like, I feel for Geppetto because imagine that being like your one only child that you're like about to lose. Yeah. Well, well, he had already lost the kid, right? Exactly. So it just well, like happened again. Yeah. In his mind, and he was oh. like, "Not again!" Like that's a lot of emotion for one person to go through, even if it's a cartoon and a story. But like, 
Absolutely. It just makes you think about it in that way, and it's like, damn, Ooh, that's no. sad. Poor Geppetto. And then the poor thing, he still thought that he was dead, even though Pinocchio wakes up. Father, what, why are you crying? Because you're dead, Pinocchio. Yeah, like, <laughs> Geppetto, look up. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, come on. <laughs> and speaking of Geppetto, I thought this was worth mentioning. Like, he had his first scare of Pinocchio when he met him the first time. Because <laughs> when Pinocchio finished his first song with um, Jiminy Cricket, he made a lot of noise, and it woke Geppetto up, obviously. So he's waking up to this loud noise, and then he hears a voice, and, you know, he grabs a candle, and he takes out a big old, like, musket or whatever, and he's just shaking with it while looking around and <laughs> thinking there's an intruder at his house, but it was actually Pinocchio, so. Man, Disney and intruders, huh? <laughs> right? Snow White? Pinocchio? <laughs> And it's right. It's funny because they make it so you know, suspenseful and then comical at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like you, you can't help but laugh, even though that's a moment where you would probably be in the same position, doing the same things. Maybe not with a musket. Not not a musket, but <laughs> new age. <laughs> what were you saying? Oh, no, I was thinking of other intruder movies from Disney, and I mean, <gasps> Hunter X Hunter Notre Dame had that kind of when. Oh. Um, it, it wasn't an intruder, more like a. Quasimodo, the um, the blonde dude, uh, uh, femur, Fe- Phoebus, <laughs> femur. <laughs> yeah, when femur try like, is, you know, goes up to his place and he's like, get out of here. Oh kind yeah, of throwing the candles at yeah. him and yeah, that was a good moment. <laughs> There's um, probably more. I mean, it kind of happens in Beauty and the Beast because he says, "Don't enter the West Wing," and she still does. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, they intrude to the Beast's castle. Yeah, they definitely break down his door to kill the Beast. Oh. To kill the Beast. That's right. Yeah. Damn, that's another Disney trope, huh? <laughs> well, I think that's the end of part one. Yeah. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on our Twitter, the Cutting Room Convos Podcast at Convos Room. Go ahead and follow us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page, Cutting Room Convos. And you will hear from us again next time. I'm Yasmin. I'm Jenny. And I'm Neri. And I'll be right back. Cutting Room Combos was recorded at our home studio. Um, All opinions are our own and we do not represent any companies mentioned, especially Disney. Um, Don't forget to follow us on all social media. Hope you enjoyed. Bye. Who's the fairest in the land? Here's what I found. Google would have answered me the question. What Siri should have done is turn on the front-facing camera and just be like, you bitch! (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10 hype man. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, knew I could count on you. (laughs) Oh my god.